regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that's the same every week. I'm the biggest fella in town, and I've been coming down the street directly towards you. I'm getting bigger and bigger. I look normal at the end of the street, and then you realise I'm twice as tall as everyone else on that street. And once I approach, you realise that I'm 18 feet tall and I have two little platters, and under those cloches on those platters, which I remove with a flourish, are my two best friends, Steve Hogarty and John Log. Blythe, each one equipped with a feature to throw down from the heavens upon you. Steve. Hello, my big friend. Hello from the sky. Let me ask you, are you easily terrified? Uh, Yes, because I hit my head on bridges every day. And you are concussed a lot. So things frighten you that shouldn't. Oh, yeah. Well, my feature is all about scary things. It's a scary feature. It's... Halloween. It's lingering Halloween vibes. I'm sorry it's late. It's not, I know it's not Halloween, but I've done one. Please listen to it. That's okay. Don't get worked up. I'm going to put the cloche over you now Thank so you, you have a little nap before Let your feature. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> That's the sound of a cloche being removed over my friend John Log Blythe. John what? So weird calling Hello. you John. What the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> what feature do you have today? Well, thank you, my formidable pal. Um, I, I'll just tell you my feature so you can put me down and get back to your daily snack of chimneys. Um, <laughs> I have got a feature about my most... It's my, it's, if anything, it's the time I played The Hobbit, the video game, and it taught me about myself. Oh, my God. It's a voyage of discovery. It's not like that shit you get on, like, rock, paper, shotgun. It's a genuine story about me. <laughs> they don't if, talk about me at all over there. <laughs> if Steve wasn't asleep, I'd be asking him what he thinks of how you're talking about his sometime employer, rock, paper, shotgun. As it is, he is asleep. You go to sleep as well until after this jingle. I'm going to go and eat a prize-winning giant marrow, which to me is the size of a baby corn. (gasps) Bye! Features. The regular features. Spooky noise in your ears. Features. A regular feature. Ghosts and wolves with teeth coming into your bedroom. And now it's time Steve's regular feature, Steve's spooky Halloween special. Whoa, that was so spooky. Ooh, shiver ran up me from from my nose to my toes. That sounded like four different Steves saying those words. (laughs) Well, it is like I've been possessed Mm. by four different demons. And ideally, there'd be spooky sounds happening in the background right now. Like me coughing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's a disease. That's terrifying. Scariest affliction of all. Goblins. Oh! Wraiths. Goblins? That's scary. (laughs) And all manner of spooky tricksters. A close-up of spiders. Oh, no, they've got spider fangs. The camera pulls out. Psycho violins. Turns out the spiders are in the mouth of a dead corpse of a human body. Look at the corpse's corpse face. It's your cousin, 
Your cousin died and now his mouth is full of angry spiders. Scared yet? Well, you needn't be too much of scared tonight. That was just a freaky intro to my Halloween special episode feature. The spiders weren't real. There's no such thing as a goblin and wraith. Your cousin is dead, but that was ages ago in a car crash that the courts determined was legally unmysterious. <laughs> Take a deep breath, you're safe. Nothing can hurt you on a regular features podcast. Least of all a demon or a very, very, very big ghost. <laughs> sure, we've all heard the police reports of that one unfortunate reader who climbed into an... <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a ghost repeating on me. <laughs> sure, we've all heard the police reports of that one unfortunate reader who climbed into an industrial mincer after listening to episode 231 and got half minced from the waist down. And when the emergency services were called and her husband showed up at the side of the mincer to comfort her in her dying moments, she said, Turn the mincer back on. I'm not getting out of here unminced. Mercy mince me. And he did. Reluctantly, he powered up that mincer again, with his semi-minced mince wife still trapped inside. And even though everyone respectfully turned away to stop all blood and wife mince getting in their eyes, they could still hear her laughing at one of Log's jingles and being quiet during one of Matt's features, but still mostly enjoying what he had to say. She was listening very closely. I've just, I just want, as a public service announcement, I've looked up episode 231 and it's titled Wife Mints. The spookiest title Playing Basketball with a Racist Cock. <laughs> so don't listen to that one unless you want to maybe be a mince. <laughs> That is the episode that infamously turned several people, and I know it's not politically correct to use this word anymore. Bonkers doolally. <laughs> <laughs> Was it bad? What happened to that episode? <laughs> it's actually surprisingly well listened to, and I think it's because it's got the word racist and cock in the title. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's play with that, with the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with mints on a racist cock. <laughs> mints smeared cock. Racist? Question mark. <laughs> That's where the police report ends. The rest is rumor and hearsay. Some say that when the wife mints came out in little shrink-wrapped packages at the other end of the machine, the labels all said, I love regular features 5% fat. <laughs> Others say that some of that mince was illegally distributed to pubs all around Nottingham, where they were used by unscrupulous landlords as cheap back-alley filling for bootleg mince cobs. And anyone who ate one was overcome with an insatiable desire for wives. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all know that story. Of the time a reader listened to an episode of this podcast and subsequently got minced and eaten, but look... Nobody can prove a link between hearing a very scary feature and lowering yourself legs first into heavy machinery because you got very scared of a feature. <laughs> if the legal counsel of Bernard Matthews can't pin it on regular features, then good luck to the rest of you. We are ironclad, a bit like the grated mesh floors of an industrial turkey abattoir, which are precisely spaced to allow unwanted bird elements such as skin and beaks to tumble safely into a specialized grot basin housed beneath the structure 
while catching entertaining desirable meat components, such as the Twizzlers. <laughs> All of which is to say that listening to a scary feature is perfectly safe and won't result in immediate death or injury. I want you to keep that in mind as you listen to my feature tonight. It all began in a small town called Bear. <laughs> Bear. Got to name the town. Bear. 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 How do you spell Bear? P-L-U-G-H-H. Cool. Somerset. It's definitely in Somerset. The scene? A yard sale in American suburbia. Somerset. <laughs> the day, a few days after Halloween, because we're bad at scheduling upload times. Two sexy and sophisticated teenagers from the big city bound out of their Toyota Camry and approach the yard sale, ironically. Oh my god, a yard sale! Can you believe this tweet bullshit? Lol! Lol. <laughs> I know, right? It's like we're in an episode of the television. Oh, shut the front Cunt, they've got little dumb fucking lamps and everything! Quick, take an Instagram of me offering this woman $500 for a VHS of Honey, but I blew up the kid as a joke. Well, hello, girls. No, oh, hi, miss. Yes, hello, miss. Anything catch your eye? I'm just clearing out the garage ever since my husband was violently murdered. There's a lot to get through, especially since the events surrounding his death were so spooky. Uh, no, miss, we're just browsing. No, miss, thank you, miss. Thank you for your help. You've been very helpful in your yard sale. It's absolutely beautiful. Well, aren't you just a pair of darling sexy teenagers? If there's anything you need, I'll be right over here. Thank you, miss. Cunt. What a crusty old cunt. Let's tip over this table of water-damaged beanie babies. I got a better idea. Let's buy some of this dumb dead husband shit and make a three-part TikTok of us throwing it off a motorway bridge. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, how about this? You are too much a lawnmower. Oh, got your eye on his old mower, do ya? Well, he used to love that thing right up until he was, well, the story's too spooky to tell. I could let it go for, I don't know, $5? Yeah, lady. $5 sounds great. <laughs> yeah, lady, here's your $5. We're definitely not going to throw it into traffic on social media. Well, pleasure doing business with you girls. You have a nice day. And remember, the lawnmower isn't haunted by the vengeful soul of my dead husband. Yeah, whatever, lady. Let's hit the bricks. Yeah, let's hoik this, gar hoik this gardening equipment <laughs> off an of overpass. Classic Valley Girl verb. Hoik. <laughs> it's impossible to say in that accent. Scene two, at the overpass. The girls are filming their TikTok now. Joe opens the boot of their Toyota Camry to throw the lawnmower into traffic. But something spooky is the matter. Um, Log? Did you turn the lawnmower on? No, I wouldn't even know how to. I didn't even know what a lawnmower was even until just now. Well, its engine is running and it's revving towards me angrily, almost as if it's been possessed by an angry husband. 
You what? Oh, oh God, the rotary is coming towards the left of my feet. Why are you ruining my fucking TikTok with this bullshit? No, it's on my left of the feet now, and it's blowing up the bones in it. It's all right, your shin bones are bigger. They'll stop the blades. No, it's gone right through the shin bone now. You you were wrong entirely. Well, don't fucking pin your patellas off into my face. I don't want your patellas flying off your face and into my eyeballs like bony frisbees. Oh, my patellas went in your eyeballs now, actually. That's bad. (laughs) Two times bullshit. You're remarkably coherent for a newly blind teenager. Oh my god, like you're not talking with a lawnmower approaching your twat. It's it's beyond it. It's up to the Billy (laughs) Booten. Billy (laughs) Booten. The famous... (laughs) Fucking circus ringmaster Billy Booten. Yeah, he's got it all. <laughs> keep going, keep going. It's only up to the Billy Booten. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever gone so far off the end of a script like that before. <laughs> That's because no one's ever asked us to ad lib. In the script. <laughs> Imagine how much more content we could have gotten if we all just wrote ad lib at the end of them. And that TikTok was the only TikTok shown on every Motorola Razor 40 Ultra in England for three days <laughs> until a Catholic priest went into the TikTok server room and shot at the servers with a consecrated Luger. And that's <laughs> true. The video is illegal now. But you can still find it on the dark web if you search for Gordon Ramsay Kitchen Nightmares Best Moments. Sitting in his little office, flicking away at the keys. When he wants to make you chuckle, you get a feature that's sure to please Lux little features. Probably filthy features that shock and delight. Feature! All right, lads. It's time for my regular feature. <gasps> and do you, do you like video games? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do like video games. You do, don't you? You like video games so much. And do you know why you like video games? Oh, why? You like video games because everybody does. And you're not special. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I've got a video game in my hands right now. <laughs> do you want it? Do you want the video game? Yes, give it to me. Yeah. I want it. Yes, I want it. Want I can it. see it. You I can want, smell it. You want me to throw this video game like a frisbee? If you really want to, if you really want to play this video game, you're gonna to have to jump up and down and scream. <laughs> I, I can't hear you screaming. <laughs> Kids these days, they won't even scream for a cassette tape with a video game wrapped tightly on the cassette tape around its spools. Ooh. The video game I've got that you just failed to scream loud enough to have is 1982's The Hobbit by Melbourne House. This game is etched into the very taint of my fundament because um, at school we were allowed to play it on Friday afternoons if we'd been really clever that week. (laughs) And of course me, being the cleverest boy in Arnold, I would strut up and down the corridors of my classroom. My classroom had corridors! in my shiny buckled shoes, saying my two catchphrases that I was known for. First one is, I have seen Ghostbusters ten times. And two, 
School is for cunts. I just want to play Hobbit until I die. <laughs> I don't know if you know about The Hobbit, but it was um, exciting at the time because of a new, a couple of new innovations. First of which was, you were a Hobbit. Literally no other game had made you into a hairy-footed freak before, and this game was so good at it, it made everyone hornbags for halflings, especially me. Two, it's a real-time text-only adventure game which means if you dare to fucking read the text for any information about a horrible troll and what his weaknesses might be, the game will automatically type in wait for you, and the troll will eat you. Literally, I died in the first minute playing it today, just walking into a troll patch. Because your your Intel Core i7 processor was trying to run DOSBox. And it was waiting 700 times a second. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Third, it allowed for more complicated sentences than your mo- your average kind of text-only adventure. So you could use sen- sentences as complicated as attack the troll with the blue sword quietly. Adverbs in The Hobbit, it accepted adverbs, but they worked in the same way that they work in real life. They do nothing but make a sentence longer, and they make you sound like a needless prick. You may have noticed I haven't used one adverb so far, and this has been perfectly adequate. <laughs> Adverbs. Fuck you for trying. <laughs> so, the, but the bit of the game that really stuck in my craw for, and is the reason why I'm talking about it today, after having a sleepless night and dreaming about it two days ago, is that um, quite early on in the game, after you get ate by a troll and pick up a map viciously, you get locked in a <laughs> goblin's dungeon. And this is where the trauma began. I want you to picture the scene. Me, a little hobbit, one year before he realised he was a little gay hobbit, stuck in a goblin's dungeon. I tried every direction to escape, and had been told that I couldn't go that way. There was nothing in the dungeon to pick up, least of all, another hot man-hobbit. And even if there was one <laughs> no, there was one of those, I just told you I wasn't gay yet, so stop making it fucking weird. <laughs> Once I'd exhausted every idea, I'd just sit there, and the game would auto-wait. And every now and then, that weight would trigger the entrance of Thorin Oakenshield or Gandalf into my prison. They would say nothing. And after some waits, they would leave again, living their mysterious lives in the rest of Misty Mountain, leaving me moments closer to realising I was gay on that fateful day in 1984, but no less trapped in a goblin's dungeon. (laughs) The clock was ticking. I was getting gayer by the minute. (laughs) It's your origin story. <laughs> Took me 550 episodes to get here, but you're finally getting my origin story. <laughs> I don't know how I solved the puzzle. All I know is that I didn't solve it, that someone must have told it to me, or I may have logged on to a, a chat of 50 pence a minute clue line. All I know is that when someone told me the solution was to speak to one of the characters as they come into the dungeon and ask them to carry you, <laughs> my mind literally went insane with possibilities. Fucking hell. <laughs> if, if, if anything's going to turn you gay, it's asking Gandalf to carry you out of a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. First, I was, I, was, I was obviously furious that I was expected to guess that text-only adventures could suddenly understand sentences of that complexity. It was unheard of, and it wasn't in the instructions. Secondly, if I'd known we could carry each other in the game, I would have been on all fours from the very first room. And thirdly, I just had my expectations blown apart. There's my ce- there was no ceiling to what video games could do anymore, so I'd walk around saying things to everyone. 
Say to Elrond, what is six times seven? Say to the mean goblin, what made you mean? Say to Gandalf, why did you leave me filthy and wet in the prison? Say to Thorin, you could see I was in distress. What was it in your nature that led you to blithely wander in and out of my prison while I lay caked in my own hobbit bob? (laughs) (laughs) Hobby bobs. (laughs) I even threw the word, the adverb, blithely in there, thinking that, fucking hell, if this game loves adverbs so much, maybe I should stoop down to its fucking level. Anyway... This has clearly been bothering me for 40 years now. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought I'd finally get it out of my system by enacting what I imagine might have happened in the other rooms of that cave and what might have happened in my own prison if ZX Spectrums weren't so shit. (laughs) After entering through a seemingly insignificant crack in the mountain, Bilbo Baggins has been captured by mean goblins and thrown into a jail cell deep in the guts of Misty Mountain. Oh, what a couple of mean goblins. I'm just a tubby little hobbit what eats honey out of the pot. What did I do to deserve this? Hello. Oh, Thorin, thank goodness you're here. I'm stuck in this impregnable chamber and I'm worried I might die before I'm gay. Hello. Gandalf, my dear friend, my bumbo chumbo, my platinum tier palomino pal. What would you... Goodbye. Sorry, Thorin, I wasn't ignoring you. I was just talking to Gandalf. Goodbye. What the fuck? My buddies, my pals, they just deserted me, their little dolly halfling, their little hobby wobby. Hmm. Mind you, from their casual ingress and subsequent egress, I can conclude that this room isn't a perfect jail. I shall try walking in all eight directions. Go north. Fuck, that's a wall. Go northeast. Oh, fucking nose. Shit. Go east. Christ, why are these rocks so sharp and hobbit cock height? Go southeast. Oh, God, why are my short legs so cut up and my beautiful foot hair so matted with blood and my wounds are all filled with fungal cave slime? This is bollocks. Hello. Thorin, please listen to me. I've got to get out of here. Goodbye. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm so glad you explained yeah, how these characters be... come in and go. It's going to be really hard to tell. Scene 2, Underground Bar for Gandalfs. Meanwhile, in a nearby speakeasy, all the different coloured Gandalfs are chilling out in an exclusive bar for Gandalfs. <laughs> Sorry, i got to give you credit for Gandalfs. Gandalfs is very good. <laughs> hey, Gandalf. Oh, hey, Gandalf. Don't think I've met you before. What are you drinking? (laughs) What aren't I drinking? (laughs) (laughs) You seem like a lot of fun. Do you know, I know over 200 spells for opening doors. That's amazing. I didn't even know there were 200 doors. Oh, yeah, there's loads of doors out there. Some of them are really big and weird. Hey, Gandalfs. Hey, Hey, Gandalf! Gandalf. Apropos of fuck all, I was just thinking about how the asshole is the door to your guts. What? That gives me 200 ideas. Scene 3, back in Bilbo's pit. Back in Bilbo Baggins' prison chamber, Bilbo continues his escape attempt by walking in different directions. Go south. Oh, fucking walking into walls just hurts more every time you do it. Why is that? Still, only three more directions to try. Go southwest. Hello. Oh, hey, Thorin. Come to stand still while I talk at you, then fuck off again, have you? 
You've already done southwest. You are going anti-clockwise, starting at north. No, I wasn't. I went north first, then northeast. Uh, don't think so. Anyway, that's not north. What? That's north over there. You're all fucked about, mate. I'm not. Stop waving your hands in front of my face while you're talking. It's confusing. Goodbye. Oh, so help me, Thorin, by the hairs on my footy foot foot. Get another character trait. Oh, I'll show them. I'm going to be gay soon. Then I'll be gay and hairy. Scene four. Meanwhile, in a convenient room adjoining the prison, Thorin has cozied up to the mean goblins, and things are hotting up. Hey, Thorin, you beefy dingbat. Where do you keep effing off to? You're such a mean goblin. I love it. Answer my mean buddy's question or I'll chew you a new dick, then suck it off. <gasps> Both of you, so mean. <laughs> I keep going next door because my mate's trapped in there and he's not gay enough to ask me to carry him yet. Oh my god, that's so sad right now. What? what, what? Why, why aren't you being mean? Oh, because it's not funny when it's really mean. Oh my god. I can't even with my face and everything. Oh my god. Honey, you get back in that room right now and you stand facing away from that grabby little hobbit and you pat your goddamn ass cheeks until he's so gay he begs you to rest those lovely little thighs on your hot love handles. <clears throat> All right. I will, but only after we've all touched tongues at the same time. Oh my god, you nasty human slag. I love it. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thorin loves goblin tongue. <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> it's pointy. <laughs> mm. My goblin just does little pecks. <laughs> Scene five, Bilbo breaks gay. Is that like Breaking Bad? <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> Back in Bilbo's prison cell, Bilbo has exhausted every direction and has started trying to pick up things that aren't explicitly stated as being there, but must logically be there by virtue of his location. I did actually try that. I remember doing that. <laughs> Get rock! Use head on wall! Eat filth until dead! Hello. Hello. Oh, leave me alone. I can't escape, and this room doesn't understand a word I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I wanted you to figure it out for yourself. But you need me to carry you, and that's okay. It's okay, Bilbo. Video games are moving fast right now. Most people don't understand what's possible, so it's not strange that an eight-year-old would begin to think they're magical. Magical like me, Gandalf, the wizard. Just hop on. Hop on to my ass. I'll carry you. Thank you. Thank you so much, my beloved cum chums. What did you say? What? I don't. I don't. I wasn't thinking. What, did you say cum chums? Guys, I think I'm gay for cum. Yay! That's Good amazing. Work, yes. I did it. Hooray. I did it. Hooray. I solved the adventure. Hooray. This eight-year-old boy is hungry for cum. And that's fantastic news. Now the true adventure can begin. <laughs> and now to sing this <clears throat> lovely ballad. Here is Mama Cass. Stand shining bright above you. Night breathe a dream to 
That's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount if you're choosing per episode. If you donate £2 an episode and choose the B tier, become a B tier, that's a button that you got to click in order to access the worldly delights of having your human moniker Lewinsky'd out the window. <laughs> and what flew in skied the window? A bee. And the bee is named your new name. <laughs> this is more Fucking, complicated that's than good. the actual thing. Fair play. Yeah, that is good, isn't it? I thought that's you started that with slightly low energy, but you fucking brought bee magic into the room. Through that window, the bee just flew out of. I'm not going to question it. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, we we get rid of your human name, we, we replace it with a B name. That's your reward for helping us out. No one else can do it but us. Boys, could you please give a B name to the following new patrons? A B name, please, for Daniel McNichol. How did that be a bee a bee in a balloon? How did you get a bee in a balloon? <laughs> How did you did you be in a balloon? All of the stuttering goes in. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's part of the confusion about how a bee got in the balloon. It surely got fucking crushed in the blowing up the lips process. <laughs> a bee name, please, for Joseph Cummings. Drop top, cock flop, pee on the bell end. I want to hear it to a beat. Drop, top, top, cock, flop. When you're going to let that thing drop. <laughs> oh, actually. This is a rap. I think I like this. Drop, top, cock, flop. When you're going to let that thing drop. Yeah, I like that more than Beyond the Bellend. <laughs> <laughs> I think Beyond the Bellend is the B-side to that track. <laughs> the B-side? The B-side. I know, I know. I, I kind of didn't want to say that. <laughs> I didn't want to say it because it sounded too clever. And baby, it's a seven-inch, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, seven-inch stinger. Boys, honestly, that disapproval really shut me up. <laughs> and finally, a very special birthday bee name for Brad Orchard. A birthday bee name? Special should... request from Imogen. Thank you, Imogen. We should make clear this isn't a bee name for your birthday from us. It's a birthday present from a bee to a new bee. I don't know if Imogen's a bee. Uh, I, I think she... Uh, no, she has she set up a second Patreon account just to give a bee no, name? She gifted bee status to Brad. And I think in like the most selfless act you could possibly do. As oh my a, god, yeah. you passed the test, Imogen. You're the real bee. This is a good <gasps> point. Imogen has ritually sacrificed their own name and will be left with no name. Because the B name has gone to someone else. <laughs> oh my god, you fucking danced yourself to death like the the waggle dance of the red mask. <laughs> it's like Tom Hanks in Terminal, except you, Imogen, <laughs> and the airport is a hive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You're a human standing in the middle of a hive. But you're bee-sized. <laughs> you don't have a fucking boarding path. All the bees are like, who's this curly-haired, magnificent actor with a dodgy Eastern European accent in our terminal of a hive? Brad Orchard. Let's, let's, guys, let's reach into the deepest recesses of a hive mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And real stink up a doozy for Brad. I chuffed off me guts. That's not it. I mean, it's good, but it can't be after all of that preamble. <laughs> can't be that. It can't be chuffed off my guts. This is a safe space for ideas. I accept that it can't be that. But I do not appreciate your tone. <laughs> no, I, I want to make it very clear to you, Log. I thought that was great. And I'd love to hear you say it again. Brad Orchard. Which one of you no good bees stang my Guinness? Smoke me out, Daddy. Smoke me out. Oh, I like smoke. Okay, we can work with smoke. Let's work with smoke. Pass the bee smoke and give me a blowback, Daddy. (laughs) It's got to be more titular. Daddy blowbacks. Daddy Blowbacks, Smoke Master, Smoke Father. Okay, we're, we're zeroing in on it. What? Yeah, we're getting close. We're really we're, we're hovering around the final version. So, the Daddy Blowbacks colon Smoke Master, Smoke Father, Smoke Father. Okay. Yeah, I think we've got that. Bee Daddy Blowbacks coal on the smoke father. Bee Daddy Blowbacks the smoke father. That's your bee name, Brad Orchard. Happy birthday. If you'd like your own bee name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash help us out, forward slash regular features and help us out. Um, You also get access to the beehive. That is our patron exclusive Discord server. A couple of people didn't know how to get onto it. You do have to click on the Become a Bee tier. You can pay £2 and not be on that tier, in which case you're missing out on a community of like-minded hive buddies. Boys, have you seen anything interesting on the Discord that you'd like to share as a means to entice people to join in? Uh, there was a long conversation today that I think was in Gaelic, and I I don't know what any of it was. You talk about Scots Gaelic? Are you talking about Irish? I don't know. Uh, I always it's, get this wrong, you English people. I know. Probably wrong. The word for the Irish language in English is Irish. Okay. And the Irish word for the Irish language is Gwilga. Gwilga. That sounds like someone choking on jizz. <laughs> you would say that, you <laughs> cum-guzzling cunt. <laughs> Carol! Carol! <laughs> well... <laughs> I almost fell off my chair. Bonus feature, baby. Let's go. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.